Welcome to the Effects Loop. I'm Diaz. I'm Scott. We're keeping you in the loop of the guitar community. Who changed that? Welcome to the loop on effects. I was wondering how long, many times it would take you to realize that that's there. How long has it been changed for? Oh, this was for Okay. So, congrats. Yeah. I mean, it is you reading a list, so I'm not that surprised. Well, I've gotten the intro down pretty I've only done it 198 times or so. Or so. There was like a couple of those without you. I said or so. Yeah. But there's also times that we've done it whenever it hasn't been like a full episode. That's true. Yeah. Take that. All right. Well, this episode is brought to you by listeners better than you who give us money. Go to patreon.com slash the effects loop and you too can be a part of the few, the proud, the Patrons, pa- patrons, patrons. Yeah, so I got, I got a flaw in your logic there, buddy. Why? So some of our patrons are some of our best listeners. So when they're listening to this, is the is it actually brought to you them by people that are better than them? Yeah, because one of the other them by them. One of the other patrons is better than the, the other patrons. Well, I, I mean, so. like there's the patrons and then there's Tom, but like, <laughs> yeah, they're all better mean? than Tom. <laughs> So just we'll, kidding. We'll say we love you, Tom. So we'll, you know what? What if we do a weekly fight, like a weekly like showdown on the podcast to figure out which patron is better than is the number one patron? I mean, that's decided. We're just not going to actually say it out loud. Oh, I, I'm it, pretty sure if you it, and I both wrote in an envelope, as oh. you said right now, um, who the best patron is. All right, I bet you they match. It. All right, we're gonna go. We're gonna go three, two, one, and then say their name. Okay. No, we're gonna write in the chat. No, like yes, we, we got to do it on air. All right. Nope, 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 nope. Ready? Hold on. We're gonna send it in the chat. We're in our group chat. Our our our, our group chat. The effects loop one. Ready? Okay. Three, two, one. Send. Oh, we disagree. Oh, we, we did disagree. <laughs> in all in all fairness, the one that I picked has sent all of us pedals. Fair enough. Fair enough. That actually, I I was debating between them, but yeah. But I feel like whenever it comes to, uh, in terms of supporting the show, I would agree with yours. Yeah. I think, I think in terms of the community as a whole community. Yeah. 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 But I'm, we're, I'm talking about our patrons for us. All right. All right. All right. I can see okay oh, 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 oh jesus high ground all right um but once again uh if you want to be in uh if you want us to talk about you go to patreon.com slash the effects loop and you can pick whatever tier you want to do uh five dollars and up gets you in the chat group or the chat room and that's always a lot of fun um but we'll just move on to what's new scott what's new with you uh well i started a new job yeah so i go to an office again yeah a really cool one yeah yeah so i'm not like publicly announcing where i work yet but because there's like marketing and stuff behind it it's complicated but um i think i've dropped enough hints in this episode in past episodes actually if you wanted to you could figure out what company i'm working for but um yeah i so i I had a week off of work and then i uh started you were in you were enjoying that fun employment I had some cool stuff. I went to two concerts, 
You went and saw Tool, didn't you? Yeah, I got to see Tool, and That's, I'm jealous of that. Like, I really, I want to see Tool, but I've just, it's never like the stars just haven't aligned. Well, yeah, that that was a situation. Stars aligned for me, so I was just like sitting like at my house, just doing nothing, and I get a I get a text message from a buddy. I haven't, I seriously haven't talked to in like eight months, um, because you know, just like you have that list of friends who you really, really care about but they just weren't in like the four friends you actually kept up with during the quarantine stuff. Or you're not forced to talk to them every week in a podcast. I just wanted to see if I was considered a friend. That's all. Thanks for making this awkward. Thanks for, um, <laughs> thanks for giving me something to talk about in therapy this week. <laughs> oh my God. All right. But am yeah, I, I know. Am I, I for that or are we done? <laughs> no, no, you're, the ones you paid for are done. Now I okay. have to pay for it. <laughs> make it, make it count, Scott, make it count. Um, <laughs> no, no, but I get I was you. Say, like, do you, I have to pay for this one? <laughs> you, you, you might have to. If, 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 I, would, if I traumatize you enough during the week, do I have to, do I have to pay for that week's therapy? That, uh, no, because my ex-wife doesn't pay for them, so. <laughs> oh, oh, dang. All right. <laughs> Anyways. Ouch. Yeah, so anyway, yeah, yeah so it, I get it. It's, it. it's like one of those friends that like I really care about. I just don't see that often. So they're like, yeah. a, I only hang out with them like two, four times a year, but I always really enjoy hanging out with them. So he, he texts me right. just out of the blue, being like, hey, you up to anything tonight? And I'm like, my first thought was like, oh, crap, he just broke up with his girlfriend. Like, that was the first thought I had in my head. And yeah. And it was more like three months ago he broke up with his girlfriend, but he had tool tickets and he's like, he, he didn't have anybody to go with. So he called me up. My gosh, that's like, awesome. He's like, Scott would appreciate this band. And I was like, I did. So I, and then I saw I, under oath as well. Yeah. So I saw under oath a few years ago and it was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, they put on one heck of a show. I got to see them front row or well, I was like the front of like, I was right up against the bar. Oh, cool. Um, yeah. I was, kind, was, I was kind was of great. in the back, just kind of like hanging out and chilling. Cause like, yeah, but, um aaron was with him right yeah because aaron's usually I, I, who, who's the lead singer um uh the one that left and then came back i can't remember his name i thought i thought aaron's the one that left and came back no the, and then the other then then the lead singer guy the like um not the well the, the like one the heavy screamer guy okay but anyway yeah they were I'm both a- there the only uh, problem is I haven't listened to their newest album enough, and they didn't place a lot. They didn't play a lot of "Erase Me," so um, unfortunately, I didn't yeah. know a lot of their songs, which I was kind of bummed about because, like, I I listened to "Erase Me" a lot. So when I saw Under Oath, I actually was not a big Under Oath fan. I knew of them. Yeah, um, Spencer is the guy I was thinking of. Spencer. He's the uh, one that like plays guitar once in a while, but like he mainly right. just sings. He's got right? long, long dark yep. hair. He's yeah. pretty scrawny. Yeah, yeah. So, but when I saw them, I wasn't a huge fan of theirs, and I still listen to them every once in a while. It's really just that style of music. It's something I listen to um, sparingly. Mm-hmm. And but um, they really like. I when I saw them, I was actually a fan of Aaron whenever he left and started doing worship music and stuff. Uh, he did a he did a version of uh one thing remains that i absolutely loved and came to my rescue he did an amazing version of came to my rescue what, what's the name of this uh side project that he would no he was just going to churches and doing like worship sets oh, under just his, as own, himself? his own name I, yeah i'll have to check him out 
I'll have to send you like a couple of my favorite videos. And that's really, and then I knew of Under Oath from just like being around people who were in that scene. And um, so, but the, I actually know of Under Oath from back in the day, you used to buy records and they'd come with a sampler CD, yeah. like other stuff on the label. And that's how I got into Under Oath. Yeah. I think it was like, they might've been on Victory Records back in the day. So it was like probably like I bought the deluxe edition of like a Taking Back Sunday record and like got that with it. Or like that's how I got into like a Treyu. That's how I got into a lot of bands in that era. Because it's yeah. like before, oh, it's kind of like mid Napster or it's like Napster just shut down. And we were all figuring out LimeWire. But oh, like, li LimeWire and Kazaa or Kaza, yeah. whatever. But oh like at the same gosh. time, like that wasn't one of the beauties of like streaming services when they're working well is they're recommending new music to you. It's not just like unlimited music, you know? So like with the way we discover music now is different, but anyway, did that the opening band for, um, under oath was this band called bad omens. Okay. Their lead singer is an incredibly talented guy, but the band's a little bipolar. Cause like, there's like screamo butt rock and thrash metal all in the, like the same band and so it's like it's a little disjointed between their different songs but like everything they do well it's just like they're not one genre if that makes sense yeah so like if they only played like some of their songs they could totally open for like evanescence era of like hard rock that's why i call them butt rock but then at the same time they could open for slipknot you know it's yeah. like kind of a weird fit yeah i understand that um so tool though mm -hmm. that's the one uh i'm guessing best sounding, show? best sounding live guitar i have ever heard oh yeah Adam and i've seen john mayer twice yeah okay john mayer and i'm going to see john mayer again in like a month i want to i want to see i don't know the the last time i saw john mayer was on the continuum tour and i haven't seen him since and i'd like to see him again that's when he had his best tone I, that's whenever he really put on one heck of a show because I mean, um, he still does yeah but like it was i don't know i just when i saw it it was i was in high school mm -hmm. and like i was just really discovering john mayer stuff and honestly i got into john mayer because of a girl i was seeing and uh that was in like pretty much i got into john mayer trio first before continuum because the girl was like uh she wouldn't go on a date with me she's my drummer and I was like, well, who do you really like? And she said, John Mayer. I was like, all right. So I went and got tickets and was like, well, I got tickets. You can go with me or not. And she was like, well, that's a jerk move. But she went. So, and then I, I asked her what her favorite John Mayer song was. And she said, um, another kind of green. So I learned how to play Deep that. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Like she was into the, she was like straight. She was awesome whenever it came to like deep cut music. And um, I learned how to play that and, and learn how to play it for her. And uh, that's how I got her to start dating me. That's what you got to do, guys. Figure out what she wants. And then manipulate the, her. Yep. No, I'm just kidding. Like, yeah, that was kind of manipulative. Yeah. yeah. So wow, don't do that, guys. Don't do that. Don't manipulate people. Um, I didn't manipulate her. I asked her and then I gave her an option. <laughs> the option was But you can't say no don't. because of the implication. What would the implication be? Because of the implication. Is that a reference I'm not getting? It's an Always Sunny in Philadelphia reference. Okay. The only reference I know from uh, Always Sunny is, Day man, ah, fight throughout the night, man. Sorry. 
I bet. So they started doing a podcast with the three of them where they just go through an episode and talk about like stuff behind it. And then like how they came up with writing it. And, and it's actually a really fun podcast. Yeah. They're like, I got, I got the idea for Damon by huffing silver paint. (laughs) 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 Oh, that makes a lot of freaking sense. All right. We have not even started on really your what's new dude oh you saw concerts i saw concerts i got a i got a few new pedals none of which have i plugged in oh yeah i helped with one of them you did so you helped me become finally a praise and worship guitar player i yeah and i i've told multiple friends this and none of them believe me but i have never tried a strymon big sky before like I've never even I, played through a rig that had one in it. Well, I believe it because you did uh, the Dark World pretty yeah. early on. I was Chase and, Bliss, and I never looked back. Right, and also then you went from you went there, and then you got the Kemper, which covers quite a bit of reverb needs if you need. Still using and, Dark World with the 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 Kemper, and then you have Quad Cortex as well. So yep. like you, it was just never one of those things. But like, uh, I saw it, I just saw an ad for, um, a big sky and it was like, what? 300 bucks. Yep. 300 bucks, which, which is insanely low. And he wanted Especially- like $20 shipping or whatever, but you also realized that he was in Illinois. Yeah. And so you're like, see if this guy's local. So I text him or I message him on the thing. And I'm like, Hey, any chance you find yourself in downtown Chicago? And he's like, sometimes, but not this weekend. Um, you willing to meet halfway, which is like Schaumburg. This is the Chicago suburbs geography podcast, um, where the Ikea is. And, uh, Oh, Oh, okay. You had me at where the Ikea is. Yeah. That's, that's where one of the two Ikeas are. Um, so I was like, well, I've been thinking about getting a new coffee table. So I'll go like check out Ikea and do that and then get gas. Cause gas is like a buck cheaper in the suburbs and you know, some of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so I, I, I got out there, met, met him. Um, what's actually crazy is like five minutes, like I'm pulling off the highway and he messages me real quick. And I'm like, oh crap, he's canceling on me. Right. Um, yeah. and he goes, do you go to park church? And I'm like, I used to. And he looked at our, apparently this guy looked at our, um, like shared friends. Yeah. And I opened up and then we have like 10 common friends and it's all production and musicians oh wow from like churches we both like from from just the the church musician community here so him and i start chatting he plays with elevate or not elevation um vertical worship the harvest chapel group and so um for those that are in the praise and worship world vertical worship is one of the the songwriting groups of um the church world and a lot of other churches will play their songs on a given week Mm -hmm. so like when i was at park church we played a bunch of vertical worship songs Oh, that's cool. Um, because I'm now playing at this other church, Soul City. We write our own stuff, so I play that stuff now. But and we play other people's stuff too. But like, uh, anyway, so him and I just started chatting shop, and so I'm, I'm probably going to reconnect with this dude again because like that's a worthwhile connection of like a cool kind of peer in the church musician world of Chicago. Is he going to sell a timeline for two hundred fifty dollars? He sold one I'm for three hundred. He listed all his Strymon stuff. Like he had the Strifecta and he sold them all for about three hundred oh. each. And he's going to the Mako series from Walrus. Oh, okay. Which sorry, Brian. There it that's a downgrade, dude. But yeah. enjoy enjoy what you're well, doing. It, well if he's trying if he's going for size over function yeah and at that point you know those are single size stereo so you get to stay stereo but in terms of sound quality 
Chase Bliss is um, a better sound than the Walrus series. They're just mono, so that's not. That's, yeah. Well, you know, that's if my you're opinion. not in stereo, if you're not in stereo, you're not saving souls. That's why stereo starts with S. You know, it also starts with S. Satan. Satan. Um. Yeah. So uh, I also I got, got some a killer new stuff otter, this week. Otter, Can we uh, party animal? Jesus, take the wheel. wheel. Can you please let me talk about stuff I got? What'd you I get, got buddy? one hell of a deal too. I got I got bass strings for four bucks. Martin bass strings. Martin bass strings. They're the uh, the Darko series or whatever they're called. The, the Donnie um, Darkos. Dude, I love that movie oh, so much. That's my depression movie. I love that movie. Yeah, that um, movie's depressing. Yeah, dude, I love like literally like uh, my ex. Anytime, anytime she came home and I was laying on the couch watching Donnie Darko, she's just like, oh, "Yeah, he's gonna be depressed." Have, so, have Jake and Maggie done another movie together since that one? Yeah, they've not. I don't think they've like like been major characters. I think that they've popped in. What's another movie know, maybe, they've done together? Let's look. Well, why don't you look it up while I keep talking about the new stuff? I'm, I'm talking about the Joan Halls, by the way. Yeah, I know. For the listeners. That was color commentary oh. for the listeners. Oh, okay. Well, if the listeners don't know, they don't deserve it. Um, it's kind of like the Cusacks, man. I wish like they should do more movies together. No. The Jill and Holes. I John find, and Joan. I don't really care for Joan <sighs> Cusack that much. Really? Uh, Gross Point Blank? Can't say um, I really know that movie. That's... I'm, uh, that's the one where he was a Dan Aykroyd was in it. Um, he was a uh, hitman, and he was going back to his like high school reunion. So that okay. They so had uh, they've mini, done mini they've done three movies together. Okay, their first movie together was A Dangerous Woman in 1993. Okay. Highest rated movie was Donnie Darko in 2001, and they also did Homegrown wait, wait, in 98. Hold on, you. You said the first one was when? 93. 93. Okay. Donnie so Darko was like was super young in that movie. Yeah, he had to have been like he had to have been like a like a child actor. He was a teenager well, I, in Donnie Darko still. Yeah. And that was what, eight years later? Yeah. He is probably yeah. I don't know. I think I think Jake Jonah Hall looks looks a lot younger than he actually is. Hmm. I, I just watched Nightcrawler again like a few weeks ago. <sighs> That's a good movie. Great movie fantastic and Riz Ahmed's in it and I didn't realize it was Riz Ahmed back when I saw it the first time and now I'm such a fan of his who is that uh have you seen Sound of Metal yes that's Riz Ahmed okay and he's in Uh, he's in Venom he's in I have not watched Venom yet Venom's fun I think you'd like it Uh, like it would appeal to your like it like it doesn't take itself seriously as a superhero movie so you I think you'd enjoy it I think that I think the problem with that is is I really would want a Venom movie that's a dark movie, but but that's not really the character that much, you know. They, no, this one's this is it's kind of a buddy comedy kind of a vibe. Yeah, I I don't know if I'd like it. I'll have to check it out. Yeah, um, but I got those bass strings, and I also hopped on a stupid deal of the day. That's should be here tomorrow. Uh, the was it the Resitron, which is an envelope fil- filter style pedal, like an Ottawa envelope filter. All Congrats on uh, pronouncing it correctly. Uh, it really, I actually had to focus on it to make sure I pronounced it correctly. Because I want to say envelop, which is wrong. And I know it's wrong, but I still want to say it. You, you know what you should do is create the envelop filter where it's a um, 
it just encompasses everything. Well, it's like a it reverb just, that's engaged that has something to do with the playing dynamics. Well, so what if it was something like that, like gra- pretty much like kind of like took your sound and just brought it down to nothing, like a like a like a like a water drop, but like it like it encompasses your whole sound and just sucks it away. It would be pointless. Isn't that basically a slow gear? Uh, the opposite of a slow gear. Because a slow gear takes it from quiet to loud, right? It's kind of like a, um, like the beginning. It's pretty much like using a volume pedal and just. I don't know the words I'm trying to use, but yeah, it's the opposite of a slow gear. A reverse slow gear. All Is right, that well, an auto swell? No, an auto swell is a slow gear. Oh. Like a slow gear is I thought a slow gear did both. It might. I've never owned one. Neither you know I. what else I've never and owned? And they're like impossible to own at this point. Yeah. What, what have you never owned? The Matto versus Solar Sound Drive pedal. Uh, it harnesses the power of light. That's kind of fun. It's kind of like the, uh, what's the Rainer effects one? The liquid one yeah the one that uh yeah depending on what you have in it it changes the sound um yeah people are talking about like honey gives you a crazy fuzz awesome sound yeah so this has a light sensor on the top of it that changes the pedal dynamics i really kind of wonder so so at this point you basically surrender any controllability if you play this thing live right yeah well no i probably i mean you you i wonder how much it changes well, it says it says it's supposed to be powered by light. It's a simple uh, transistor-based gain circuit that's been tweaked to take advantage of the pedal's low current and voltage. Yeah, it runs off of. Oh, so solar so at that point, it would kind of affect your bias. Yeah. So you could get that like starved bat, like dead battery sound, or. Yeah. So it gives you that starved and choked gain tones to light overdrive to smooth distortion, all of which will become quieter as the sun goes down and the lights go out. Interesting. First things first, aesthetics of this pedal are on point. I dig it. Yeah, it's I like the like wood panel thing yeah. and um yeah, it really looks it looks different and classy. It looks wide or short. It's not like the typical no, it's not your single pedal. Or, or those knobs are just massive. Yeah, I think it's. I think the knobs are massive. I think it's both. Because if you look at how far the input and output jacks are, well, maybe that. I think it's actually about a, like a king of tone size or like a KTR. Um, probably closer. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I want to yeah, know. Yeah, yeah. I, I so I'm holding up my party animal next to it, and I'm just basing it on the switch, and that's okay. about the dimensions. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to go with that. They're giant knobs. How much is this? I mean, if they don't have to run power, it should be a little. So they're doing a limited thing. run at 229. That's not horrible. No, I mean that's the price of an overdrive pedal or a boutique pedal now. Yeah, I mean that's kind of towards the higher end on the overdrive, but they're also yes. agreed. But it's a, it's a special run, smaller company. What I consider like standard for overdrive in the boutique world is 179 to 189. For an overdrive? Yeah. I, yeah. I, I'd allow that. 
that that's middle of the road. Yeah. I mean, if something is 149, that's a good deal. 199, okay. And then once you get above 200, you're kind of like, yeah, that's the higher end and limited run. So yeah. Yeah. I mean, if you want to talk about good deals at $150, what if I told you you could fit 126 effects into your pocket? And a looper. In my in my pocket, and I'd say a full get out recording of here. platform. I would I would I would say get out of here. Well, I'm going to tell you that that's Moore's latest effects box called the Prime P1 Intelligent Pedal. The P1? Mm-hmm. Mm. You know what this is? Do you remember what the Korg it? Pandoras back in the day? Oh, my gosh. Do you remember those? Yes. I think this is the newest kind of iteration of that style. Now, you get Bluetooth <sighs> with it. You can plug your pedal... You can just plug it right into your guitar and it, with a quarter inch and then hook up your headphones with a dedicated jack and ta-da you've got a was that you've got a rig. was that a was that on the, was that where did the ta-da come from was that written down no oh wow no it also has a built-in battery so you get at least four and a half hours out of it that's a little low a built-in battery so it's rechargeable correct yes so that's right it's a lithium okay, battery make... yes okay um yeah i don't know exactly you can share your uh tone presets on the cloud with other users yeah because that's exactly what i was worried about you know that's that is really popular yeah i know it's just being a smart ass i like being able you to do that on my smart part. Ears. okay john mayer <laughs> <laughs> before before the episode <laughs> i shared a, a thing with uh sky it said uh pretty much like if you really want to piss off any like guitar player just say okay john mayer after whatever they say and sky was like you've already done that to me you've already sent went, me this meme <laughs> oh yeah like, like a well, year I ago or chris sent I, it like a yeah year ago. I, I said okay john mayer he said okay dj khalid <laughs> or khalid i said okay ben affleck he said okay guy fieri I said okay mark ruffalo okay vincent d'afrio okay vince vaughn which we others pretty much from uh the breakup uh which was great oh actually before i went to under oath i went to a bar yeah to grab dinner and that movie was in the breakup or sorry that bar was in the breakup oh like really one of the scenes was in that that bar nice yeah i love the breakup that's a great movie fantastic romantic comedy yeah all right you know what's you also know what fantastic I, uh, I was gonna say you know what else is not a romantic comedy <laughs> no my next insult yep. to you that was okay late late career marlon brando that was a pretty mean one and i apologize I, for that yeah whatever and then and then i sent one and it was not good and i tried you to said okay back. kevin james and then i sent you a gif yeah. of like the chickens pointing at each other and then looking <laughs> and then i said okay brad garrett that one fit yeah tall guy. i just looked at, i googled tall white thick men <laughs> you brad shouldn't was google these one. things at work dude come on <laughs> listen i get i get i get in trouble for googling myself all the time at work um all right so Hughes and kettner's stop man is a full-fledged guitar amp and a pedal Hughes and kettner getting on the on the bandwagon for this stuff i yeah. i'm, I'm kind of when i first saw this i was like i'm surprised this doesn't exist i'm surprised that it doesn't light up blue is it red it is yeah uh, lights up red 
Yeah. I don't know. I'm still. Oh, wait, there were predecessors I, of this. Yeah. Sorry. Okay. All right. The new stop, man. Yeah. hundred. Yeah. This isn't going to be too bad. Um, I, I've still got a bone to pick with Hughes and Kettner. So pretty much. Well, they offended one of my friends. So I'm offended. Yeah. So this is like, they're, they're saying this is at, at its heart. It's more of the, the high spirit line. So if you remember those like mini, mini amp things they were doing. Yeah. Where they're, I think they're completely solid state. Mm-hmm. Um, part of me expects this thing to have a tube in it, but because it's it just got that aesthetic vibe, mm-hmm. but it doesn't. So, amp in a box. Yep. If you like it, welcome, go check it out. Welcome, welcome to the game. Finally, isn't getting well. Not finally. Well, they, like, they've had ones, but this one's coming out. Yeah. It says mid March, which is already mid March, but um, 199 euros. So. Probably about two fifty. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, let's keep moving on to people we do like. Earthquaker devices release limited edition versions of the Afterneath Otherworldly Reverberator. You know, the Afterneath is one pedal that I should have tried and I never have. You know it's a pedal by them that gets is just does not get the love it deserves. Hmm. Dispatch Master. Ghost Echo. Oh yeah. No, the Ghost Echo. Okay, so at this point, Earthquaker Devices makes too many pedals to keep track of, right? Like, mm-hmm. how many pet They've done... I think I they do know. more pedals than any other brand. Someone's going like, to correct me on that, but like of the boutique brands, their volume... When I say their volume, I'm talking like the number of unique models they've produced. I think that they've stopped making quite a few pedals, too. Yeah. I would say that they've... I uh, Keeley's up there. I would say on the different types of pedals he's put out. So we're talking about discontinued and current pedals, just the amount of skews that they've had over the life of their company, right? Yeah. Okay, Earthquaker, yes, I'd say is up there, um, especially with like the Disaster Transport, Senior, Junior, mm-hmm. which I, I loved my Senior. There was something about that pedal that was phenomenal. If it if it would have just done tap, I would have been a happy camper. Yeah. Um, I want a like, Rainbow Machine still too. Uh, the astral delay oh, yeah. i try that i want to get one of those really bad but yeah they've, they've definitely had a lot i'd say keely's up there um just remember whenever he was just putting on a new pedal almost every week it seemed like um walrus isn't that high up i don't know who else would be up there that high cusack's put out quite a few I don't know if he's a. a I mean, if you combine everything that QSEC does into one company, absolutely. Well, well, yeah, but I don't think you can do that because a lot of stuff was done, like with uh, Mojo Hand, was done by Brad before uh, John took over. Yeah, it's true. Anyway, um, what's unique about this new Afterneath? I don't know. You, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I didn't put the list together to this week. Stuff? It's a different color. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's a black print on raw silver. Okay. The artwork's still the same. All right. Well, that was worth all the time we talked about. Yeah. It's not cheap either. Oh, gosh. How much is it? If it's 300 that's way too much. No, it's not that expensive, but... Um, well, yeah. How much is it m- more... Oh, I think it's the same price. I think it's just okay. You know, pedals are going up, and so I think if you 
Yeah, so like a regular Afterneath is $199. I'm just on their website yeah. right now. I'm not seeing the special edition of it. It might be on the reverb only, maybe. Who knows? Uh, I don't see it. All right. Well, let's keep moving on. The Aquabats team up with Rude Tech for Eagle Bones Falcon Eagle Bones Falcon Hawks signature Falcon Drive. I'll be honest with you, I've never listened to the Aquabats. Um, I feel like if you you are either a huge fan of them or you're like who? I know of them. They were really I mean, I had friends who were fans of them and then knowing Travis Barker came from the Aquabats. Um mm. but like that's pretty much all I know about the Aquabats. I know that they're kind of uh goofy yep but yeah i've never even really listened to him so <sighs> I know well a bunch of our favorite demoers were doing demos of it so i know blake did one and i know ryan did one i definitely saw those and it's rude tech which is one of those brands we love from nashville yeah so it's it's immediately like okay you're on my radar i gotta look at you just just pure just the fact that root tech's making it so it's a dual overdrive and distortion both sides share the same controls for volume tone and gain um and there's a blend knob well, that's cool so how much is this running is it limited edition too uh yes uh it lists for 199 not bad and we'll go into production if 150 are ordered before the 15th of april oh the, it'll only go into production if 150 pedals are ordered or is it saying like is it saying it'll become like a normal thing or they're only going to make it uh, yeah if? it's actually uh it's it's a it's on a sort of gofundme thing on uh gloopy okay I'm, un, I'm unfamiliar with gloopy um but there's already 172 pre-ordered, so it is now oh, going wow. into production, and there's 25 days left. Oh wow! Is there a maximum amount, amount they're going to do, or is it just whoever wants so. one gets yeah, one? Yeah, it doesn't look like they're limiting them. They're they're just saying if we get enough. So yeah, well there we go. Congratulations, Reed Tech and Aquabats. 183 will be signed. 135. <laughs> um. So yeah, you're we already missed out on the chance to get one signed, but that stinks. Yeah, but you you can still get one. So go check them out. Um, yeah, there'll be a link in our episode of where to find one. Now I'm, I'm trusting there will be something else is interesting here. This is something that seemed to hit the market before it got announced, because this is one of those we've been seeing leaks about this for a little while. The Fender Player Plus range now adds the Meteor guitar and bass. Yeah. That was a really big thing that people were talking about. I know Ben was excited. Yeah. I mean, so so first things first, the Meteor is finally moving into a realm I think people are really more interested in. Just, just for me, like moving out of a Telecaster setup and into actual something with the trim and having humbuckers mm-hmm. and those kind of things. I think it's taken that shape into a a more range where it, it can sit uniquely and people are really checking it out. Yeah. Um, the player plus range and adds those kind of interesting fender humbuckers that we've been seeing around where they have a, 
kind of an interesting mounting position and they kind of they hearken to the look of the wide range humbucker but they're not a wide range humbucker and then um the player plus base is a dual humbucker base which other than the dimension which is the dimension base even dual humbucker is it single humbucker i couldn't tell you so that's it's it's not a common pickup loadout for bases either and i will tell you that shape looks fantastic as a base yeah absolutely fantastic so those are coming in at about 1150 the that's for the guitar and then the bass comes in at about uh 1200 so big ask but i'm it's fun seeing this shape grow and and find itself yeah it's awesome um another uh I'm, I'm excited about this next one which is sterling by music man announced their 2022 lineup which has some really cool models um i mean a lot of them you'll see are you know based on music man so um but you got a stingray sr50 you got the stingray 34 and 35 bases so four string and five string mm-hmm. the mariposa the mariposa coming in as sterling did they do that before I don't believe it was Sterling. I do, I'm not sure. Okay. Um, I actually saw one, uh, a Mariposa. Let's see. No, I think this is just a different color. Okay. Because as, as yeah, the I'm, Sterling line has really started to get better, for especially at its price point, it really performs yes. really well. Um dude there's a there's a, a the the dorado green mariposa b stock on pro audio star for 439.99 yeah and it's pro audio that's, star so that's actually a new guitar they're just selling it as b stock it's 160 dollars cheaper than normal 27 yeah. percent off and since it's b stock you can negotiate on price too did i just spill the tea there pro audio star does that all the time i thought that's kind of known at this point I did not know that. Dude, you can always negotiate with Pro Audio Star. That's like one of the best places to buy new stuff on um, Reverb. Yeah. Well, they got this pink one now, and I kind of want the pink one. Yeah. Um, Then you got a Cutlass. Does the Cutlass come with stainless steel frets in the Sterling line? It does Um, have roasted neck, and it also has locking tuners. I did, it does not say what type of frets they are. Okay. Um, I will say this. If you're a Strat guy and you're willing to give on, like, it doesn't have to exactly look like a traditional Strat, and you also yeah. don't want to be a tool that plays a Silver Sky SE, because who yeah. does that? Gosh. Oh, losers. Me yesterday. Um, the Cutlass is a fantastic instrument. Yeah. It really is. Um, I still have always wanted to play an Albert, an Albert Lee, but that's also my mm-hmm. uh, Incubus side coming out. Or a St. Vincent. <clears throat> is he playing a St. Vincent now? Uh, I don't know if he's playing a St. Vincent, Vincent, but I'm but, seeing but more do, and more people play St. Vincent now too. I've, I've, I've wanted a St. Vincent since they announced it. I feel like the St. Vincent, these two models particularly, the Silver Sky and the St. Vincent have outgrown the music the musician the, who it, it's their signature model at this point 
Maybe the not Saint entirely, Vincent. but I'm starting to really see a lot of pros so, playing Silver Skies. The thing about the St. Vincent one is St. Vincent is such a specific artist of style Mm -hmm. just the music is very um it's kind of like primus in the sense of you get it or you don't you like it or you don't there's very few people who you don't casually listen to saint vincent you just like most people listen to it and they're like oh i like that or they're like yeah i don't like that i see i think i'm a casual saint vincent fan um do you only watch live performances or do you actually listen to the albums uh with her more recent stuff i tend to listen to live more than the albums so or do you watch or do you listen like I'll, I'll like throw in like the austin city limits and listen okay so you won't watch yeah her aesthetic can be a lot no no no. well the reason why i'm asking though is i like to watch saint vincent because she is a phenomenal guitar player and be able to watch her play and sing i find it just i find that great yeah. but like i don't I don't know it's just it's a really weird thing the i think john mayer i think the silver sky i wouldn't agree with that because i feel like john mayer is such an influential artist through so many genres um where saint vincent is a very it's she's almost kind of like her own genre kind of like primus but at the same time you're starting to see a lot of pros running around with silver skies yeah so sorry i've got a i've got a guest um moving on yeah 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 um right. yeah so we're gonna talk about things that just don't need to happen gibson revives a lost ted mccarty design from the 1950s with the theodore and um yeah no don't like it there's it's like they started with an idea and then made a few design decisions which were the opposite of what i would have done <laughs> um I feel like Ted drew this when he was drunk. I was like, here, you want to design? Here's a new design for you. That's yeah. the only way this makes sense to me. And well, so, anyway. so a few things. One, it's interesting how similar, like immediately people started poking, pointing out contemporary guitars of that era that had very similar stylish things. Kind of like some ovation stuff. Well, I was going to say Tysco was a big one. Yeah. Tysco. Tysco um, Tulip I'd... was very similar to that. Well, I don't um, know if Ovation, Ovation, did they start acoustic or electric? I thought didn't. The only electric I know of is the Ovation Breadwinner. Okay. And it doesn't look like this. I, I'll, I'll, I'll say this. So wraparound bridges, I'm not a fan. And so I was going to get mad about that, but like your intonation changes, your bridge should be able to handle it. Um. Okay. They had quite a few. The four volume in tone controls and where the the pickup switch is and where the jack is just don't agree with any of that layout for whatever reason and i know it probably is similar to like the es series where that loadout is i just don't like the location of that pickup switch at all i feel like i'm going to hit it and then i hate the headstock so much Um, I mean, I think the headstock flows pretty well with it, honestly. I mean, it's a recycled headstock. Yeah. Oh, the Ovation Preacher. So do you see where I kind of like got that? Yeah. I mean, the natural grain kind of aesthetic. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of just like, and then, well, I know the, the line down the middle, the, the, the skunk line. I don't hate that at all. I actually I don't like either. that. 
I do enjoy it. I think that would look good on like an Epiphone cornet. Yeah, or a Wilshire. Yeah. Yeah. Or even an SG. But like that skunk stripe down the Ooh. middle is a classic. Is it? But like you don't do two piece SG. Well, you do, but it's it's a good way to actually avoid having to book match a top mm-hmm. by giving a definitive break there. And it'd also be really cool. Like that's a really popular move when you have like a neck through body construction, which this is not, but where the skunk stripe actually goes all the way through the neck. Like my Schecter has that all the way through the back of the guitar, that solid core. So it's a cool aesthetic. I just hate how it all comes together. It just doesn't work. And this is such yeah. a publicity stunt and they're already all sold out and they're going to be collector items at $5,000. Oh, are you fucking serious? They're $5,000. Fuck you, Gibson. This is a $2,000 guitar. Yeah. If it that. wasn't a special run. It, it's <sighs> Here's the thing, though. I bet you they sold all of them. And the Gibson diehards are like, oh, this is fantastic. I'm so glad this is here. So, cool. Have your thing, brand, brand yeah. people. Okay, um, cool. But All right. well, Ted McCarty's get... best work happened with another company anyway. Moving on. <laughs> well, all right. Um gosh, this is we gotta let's 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 gangbang this stuff and just knock it out. Um Ew. Jackson because we are like Honestly, okay. Oh no. Skipping through the Jackson line, they now have a camo de- Randy Rhodes, like an active camo kind of a actually it's not active camo, it's just a camo print one. It's a bunch of new fish finishes. There's nothing else really new other than finishes here. Yeah. If you want a Jackson guitar, they're there. Have fun. Moving on. Yeah. Now, actually, right. something worth talking about. The Boss yeah. Katana goes bass. Yeah. I'm all about the bass, about the bass. Boom. No travel. Slap it the bass. So it comes in a 1x10 combo and a 2x10 combo. Yeah. Um, what type of controls does it have on it, like compared to the normal one? And it's got the um, built-in XLR. Is it, is it built-in XLR now? It's yeah, not balanced a XLR out. out. Sick. Yeah, balanced. Um, so there's two optional stop box effects placed before the preamp: a compressor and a drive pedal. Um, you can choose between three preamp voices: f- vintage, flat, and modern four band equalizer there's an effects section and a wet dry blend control for further tone shaping and a power switch let which lets you go down to one watt or place the amp in standby to mute when you're um doing like a direct recording um it also can connect to a computer using boss's tone studio where you can adjust everything save presets etc swap out effects whatnot um they support foot switches even though in expression pedals even though they don't come with them um there's a midi dual adapter that you can control some parameters from a smartphone or something over bluetooth with it balance xlr out uh, you can actually choose between dry pre-effects or post effects um and there's also a quarter inch headphone slash recording output oh okay i just saw the next thing and i really and just don't want to Four hundred. It's three hundred ninety dollars or six hundred fifty dollars. So these are the most expensive katanas yet. Mm-hmm. Now here's the question I have: 
Yes. How much do they weigh? Ah, oh, they're probably pretty light, I'd assume. Because that's the beauty. That's one of the my favorite things about the Katana series is how stinking light they are. Yeah. And I can't find the weight. But I think these are going to be popular. But there are they're a little too expensive to knock off the Fender Rumble, I think. As like a first time amp. Could be wrong. I don't know how much the Rumbles cost anymore. All right, that's it. Diaz, what's next? Hard this weekend, Harley Benton. Harley Benton expands acoustic range with hybrid, grand auditorium, and parlor models. And this got me excited. I want the, I want the hybrid. It's a it's a Taylor T5. That's exactly what I thought when I saw it too. It's 100% a Taylor T5. I've always wanted a T5, but they're just I don't want to spend that much on a T5. Are they um, still expensive? I thought they kind of fell in, they fell fell out of popularity at this I think point. they're about the $1500 range, which isn't which affordable for a Taylor price. is actually very affordable. Right. But I wouldn't play it enough and I kind of want to do it this way cuz they've got a steel string and they've got nylon. I want the nylon hybrid. Dude, you can get a used one for about 1000 now. Oh really? Yeah. Yeah. The only thing I don't like is the headstock on these. Yeah, they look like acoustic headstocks. Well, yeah. I mean, like with no sort of coolness to them, just very basic. But um. But at two hundred and seventy pounds, that's a hybrid nylon. Where's the, where's the hybrid the hy- price? Hybrid steel, three hundred sixty-six dollars American. Plus another 80 bucks for shipping, probably. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So I want to look up the hybrid. I mean, really, that's that's now the poor man's Acoustasonic, isn't it? Yeah. Hybrid nylon. 366. So they're all 366. Not bad. Oh, the hybrid nylon, though. Real rosewood fingerboard. Uh, it's got a piezo and a magnetic pickup with a preamp. Oh, Run an IR on that thing, and it would probably sound just fine, like an yes. acoustic guitar. So, that could be a really cool option. I know. I just know. I remember a guy I mixed for, and he tried to use a T5 as an electric guitar yeah it's not and when he threw gain on it it's just fed back so much yeah for sure i well did he with i mean did he switch he switched to a telecaster oh. after that so that it did not change his rig so that's basically what he was doing yeah i really like the t5 nylon or the the uh, harley benton hybrid nylon i really because i want a nylon string guitar i yeah. like nylon strings. And it's it's not out of the reach no, it's four. I mean, after shipping, four hundred fifty bucks. You know, that's not bad. That's almost impulse purchase for some people. Some people. Not not my t- my not my people. No. All right. Your people um, just spent all their impulse money on things like a big sky that he doesn't need and a couch. So. Oh, yeah, I bought a you couch. Should've... Did I to mention that? Oh no! But you could have bought a really cool big sky comforter. Yeah. No thanks. Okay, so uh, speaking of no thanks, Orange Amplifiers announces O-Bones, its first bone conduction earphones. No thanks. 
leave, leave my bones alone orange. and they're kind of they're about twice the price of bone conduction headphones uh, I've, I've even messed bone messed with bone conduction headphones but i, I don't know it makes so me I, feel weird i have a pair <clears throat> well i mean that's kind of falls under i mean something that you could write off on your taxes though he, not really but um okay a lot of people love them for like work because yeah. it, when you have bone conduction headphones your ears are open okay so yeah. like you can wear them around your office and anyone comes up to you you like you can still hear whoever's talking to you uh that's not why then that i wouldn't like them because i strictly wear headphones so i don't have to hear people talking to me yeah but i hate when people just wear like apple earbuds all day and they don't take them out when you're talking to them yeah, I feel like this is a complaint from like 15 years ago when everyone had iPods. Oh, and you're talking about the actual, are you talking about like AirPods or just, or the, the wired actual, or I, unwired? Okay. But, so I, with my AirPods though, cause I shut the music off and I have it, I don't have it set for noise cancellation. I know, but so you still you. look like you have earphones in. Yeah. So it's a little, it's fine. I find it rude. Um, well, yeah, but you don't do it don't to me. So to I don't talk. Know. Because you don't, because I don't want you to talk to me. I usually do that when I don't want people to talk. First to me. off, that's that's false. You always want me to talk to you, but I digress. Kind of. I I like these. I, I so I have a pair of bone conduction headphones. I only use them when I ride my bike, so I can keep my ears open to traffic. But I can still listen to like a sure. podcast or something. I don't really like music on bone conduction headphones. I don't think they sound that good. Put your nose up in the air, John Mayer. All right. So that looks horrible. I don't know. I'm not down for it, especially whenever you said they're twice as much as other ones. Yeah. You can get a cheap pair for like 40 bucks on Amazon. Do you even want to touch this topic? Yes. Okay. Well, let's let's hit this fast because we've been recording for a good minute now. Yeah. It's a quick I told you so. Okay. So share prices and Gibson's stock market styled collaboration with Rally are plummeting. No shit yeah i so we made fun of this when it first got announced and then we we're like oh yeah. goodness gibson's trying to do nfts that was sort of our first take on it but also this is like a totally natural thing they had their ipo everyone who was going to buy one bought one and there was no used market for people who wanted a share of a guitar and now yeah. the, now now people are like oh i thought this would be an investment and now i'm going to dump it before it's worth nothing that's what's happening um one could also say, uh, at some point, uh, they might go back up, but this is the dip. This could be the dip, or these could keep going down. But this was a bad investment. We told you so. Oh no! You said dip. I wonder. Uh, wonder if we should buy now. I mean, if you're on Reddit, someone's probably telling you to buy the dip. But Sophie. Or SoFi, whatever that is. I don't know. I don't pay attention to stocks. I'm that's that's not in my. I mean, I buy stocks. That's not in my financial world right now. Currently, I mean, it could be, but. Well, no. Well, I mean, my financial world right now is getting out of debt. Yes. And and I don't know. I mean, I really don't have the spare money to invest so yeah but that's what if, i meant if, that's like, once you're out of debt if you keep the same saving principle that you're right. using to pay off debt and now invest that's when you can start looking at this stuff right right so uh, that, that i'm i'm hoping 
my my goal is within a year to be out of debt and be to where I can start saving money. That'll be awesome. That's my goal. Uh, and the good thing was because I said I I didn't set a short term. Like, I mean, that is short term in, in the grand scheme of things, but it's long enough term where I don't get discouraged. So, yeah, little. But anyway, little, going back to this, mountains. just like real stocks, these are not actually representative. Like they're supposed to be represented on the, um, you know, like a share price of a real asset and the evaluation mm-hmm. of that asset should determine the share price. However, those are disconnected from reality because supply and demand economics. So feel free to rage about capitalism and stock market corrections. I'm going to go one. home. I'm going to, I'm going to get off today and read uh, Trump's art of the deal. And I'll be back next week to tell you little fuckers how it goes. Okay. I'm just kidding. Yeah. You really shouldn't read that book. Um, <laughs> you know, what's really funny though, is one thing I do. I actually do uh, enjoy like the, uh, like the Facebook reels, stuff like that with uh, a lot of the financial people though. Um, but usually it's like, what's his name? Gary McVee or whatever. Hmm. The guy, the the wine library guy. Don't like know who are... that is. Oh my gosh. I don't know. I like them. It's interesting. So anyway, make smarter investment decisions. If you're an investor than buying a share of a Gibson guitar Unless you just want the thing to hang on your wall. You could probably you could probably make more money by flipping actual Gibson guitars if you were smart. I mean, but these were like five dollars. Five dollar buy yeah. So like these were trinkets to generate money. It's these weren't real. How much or, are they worth now? I could buy like ten of them. I think well, they dropped from five dollars to two fifty. Oh, I'm gonna if they, if they get under two dollars, I'm gonna buy ten of them. Um, I know you're you're thinking about having fun with twenty bucks. Just to warn you, once you start owning investments like this, your taxes, the price to do your taxes goes up. Yeah, I know. And you're not gonna be able to clear enough of a loss on them oh <laughs> on your taxes to offset the cost of extra doing taxes. So, oh, that's funny. When it comes time for you to start investing, I'll 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 send you a link to some index funds that pay out dividends and that's where you'll start. But this yes, is not sir. financial advice. I just want the guy who's the guy that yells and is like buy 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 sell sell sell. I just want him Kramer, to be a guest. Jim Kramer. Yeah, I want him to be a guest on our show and talk about this. Talk about Gibson. <laughs> Do you remember when uh, uh back in like the Daily Show's heyday when John Stewart went after him? No. Oh, go find a YouTube compilation of that. That that was an interesting period of time. Well, all right, guys, go do that. Like Scott just said. Yep. But also, while you're on the interwebs, go to Patreon.com/slash/EffectsLoop and become a supporter, and you can help us own parts of Gibson guitars for two less than two dollars. You know, instead of giving five dollars this month into buying a part of a slash guitar, you could buy a part of this podcast. We'd have to figure out, uh, yeah, I mean, because, like, none of us claim to, like, own the podcast, so it could nope. be owned. We, let's just sell it off to the, that's that's what it is. It's buying a part of the podcast. I like that. I'll be, I'll send you some NFTs that are 
NSFW. <laughs> Happy. Uh, what do you or, think or, an or... NFT is? <laughs> <laughs> Not for teens. All right. Um, <laughs> all right. So thanks for joining us this week. Go to theeffectsleep.com. It's got a link to all of our cool stuff, our Facebook group, which I don't know if I'm the only host that feels this way. I love when people interact with the episode in the group. Uh, makes me feel like people are actually listening instead of didn't, just looking at the stats. Didn't um, um, didn't Philip Carter? Um, oh gosh, what did I say? Wrong. Wasn't he start live streaming these episodes, which we should have talked about at the beginning of the episode because now he's going to have to go back and listen to it twice. Oh my god, what did I fuck up this week, Philip? Just let me know. Hey, guess what? Let me know. Hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? Hey, guess what? 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 I just got a message from Kevin. He quits. No, get the F out of here. That's for next week, everyone. Motherfucker. All right, see you guys. Bye.
right, when it stops recording, you got to tell me what that message said. Oh, just that he's, it's about to, uh, it's about to go down. 